I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome back to Shockphobia Fest. Uh, And we are back with another Clone Balls, a comparison podcast of two classic movies that are now set in the Halloween period and I've brought back the incredible Scream Scream Queen Rasheen is back to compare two of her favourite movies Uh, and I'm really looking forward to this one. Welcome back Rasheen. Hi, thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I had to, I had to have you back after last Halloween because it was such a, we had got such a good kind of response from from doing the Scream Queens. I had to have you back, and and again, Hollow Man one we did as well was huge response from that. So, so uh, oh, fantastic! And you are one of my favourite guests, of course. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's always great to have you. Um, so yeah, we're gonna look at two Rob Zombie movies. I know you're mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, you and you and your boyfriend Laurie are big big fans of Rob Zombie. I've not really seen that much of kind okay. of zombie stuff so I'm, I'm kind of relatively mm-hmm. new to his 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 things he's, he's an excellent guy really we saw him live actually at download festival last year and it was probably one of the best sets and performances i've seen live it was it was a full-on show Is he quite fantastic kind of, he's quite kind of theatrical kind of like an alice cooper yeah 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 and um all the Guys in the band were dressed up. He he just looks like his usual dirty self. <laughs> and, um, uh, there was yeah, it was just like a, a full on show. There was projections and lights and every, yeah, it was just awesome. And he played all the best songs. So yeah, it was really cool. Amazing, amazing. Um, so we're gonna look at two two films. We're gonna look at House of One Thousand Corpses, which I always say it's a house of a thousand corpses, but it's a house of one thousand corpses. Um, I'm the same. <laughs> it's a like uh, house of a thousand corpses. <laughs> house of one thousand, a thousand. Who knows? Um, and thirty one. Um, so the one was released in House of House of One Thousand Corpses, released in two thousand three, and thirty one was released in twenty sixteen. So it's quite a bit of time between the two. Mm. Um, the reason we're comparing them, they are quite similar. So both yeah. both directed by Rob Zombie. Uh, mm-hmm. Both star his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, both set around Halloween. Both set in the 70s. And both yeah. feature killer clowns. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's more you know, reasons for comparison. Um, yeah, we'll go through that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. There's, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Um, shall we start off by talking about House of 1000 Corpses? I actually got this on DVD when I was young, when video stores... Oh, no, wait. Would video stores have been around? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, 2003, yeah, 2004. 2000, yeah, they'd still be going. Yeah, so I bought this because I used to always, when you go into video stores, I used to always go into the horror section and just look at the covers of all the videos and DVDs and just be like, ooh, that one looks scary, that one looks scary. And I just went and I think it must have been closing down, so I just went around and I just bought DVDs, the House of 1000 Corpses being one of them. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like it, I don't think. 
because I'd always watched horror films as a child. <laughs> um, but, but I'd never seen anything quite like this before. And I remember when I was a bit older, I was in college and a friend asked me to, she asked to borrow a horror movie because she was watching it with like a new boyfriend. And I was like, oh, I've got this one for you. It's really like scary. And I gave, uh, lent it to her. And um, the next day she gave it back. She was like, yeah, I don't think I should have watched that. <laughs> it really <laughs> creeped them out and they didn't want to like touch each other afterwards. They were like, stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's, I like, oh, I it's, it's probably not one of those that you, you, you know, want to, you want to hug your partner or get yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, it's I should have just lent like House of Wax or something like that. If she wanted. <laughs> if she wanted. Uh, one of those yeah. classic. It's very. Yeah. I, I mean, it's you know, it's clearly inspired by those kind of seventies, um, kind of backwards, kind of hillbilly, yeah. exploitation. You know, um, yeah, kind of films like like heavily Texas, Texas, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can't you kind of you've got the weird family. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of kill or make you know things out of them. You know, and things like that. <laughs> Um, so I did get, a, I got a really kind of good vibe, but I think I, I was watching a, a video on YouTube how about how important this movie was in terms of what was coming out horror-wise at the time. Like you had your, you kind of, um, I know what you did last summer's, those very clean, beautiful, you know, very mm-hmm. sexy looking young people, you know, and there's mm-hmm. some guy with a knife after them and stuff. And that's kind of what you were getting a lot of at that period. And this kind of brought back that kind of grungy, ultra-violent kind of feel, the gringy, grungy kind of 70s kind of... Yeah. I think, um, was this after Saw, actually? Let me just have a quick look. Oh, no, so Saw's 2004. Right, so that's interesting, because I went to um, a convention last year called uh, For the Love of Horror, hmm. and they were discussing how... Oh, no, actually, no, sorry. This was... Um, I was watching a documentary hmm. um, about horror movies and how it's changed like, over the years, like what audience have kind of needed and what audiences go to see. I think Saw, and well, clearly House of that 1000 Corpses, is like the first post 9-11 horror movie, horror franchises, where I think people were looking for something terrifying because they wanted to get away from what was really happening. Exactly. In real life, they were like, well, we need something scarier than this Mm. uh, to kind of escape from it. And yeah, so. Because real real life was, at the time, was kind of a horror story in itself. So you kind of. Yeah, yeah. Something um, more horrific, in fact, to kind of take away from that, I guess. Um, Yeah. Probably, probably, you know, similar to what we're going through at the moment with all the, you know, (sighs) coronavirus and stuff. People need Mm. that distraction from the, you know, the depression and the the death toll. you know yeah. everything you know all of this um so yeah I think, I think we might probably get some quite interesting kind of horror movies coming out of this i think, I think so um, definitely but yeah um so what's it's probably hard to describe but what's kind of the plot of the house of 1000 corpses would you say oh it's interesting because i think these so the trilogy that's the house of 1000 corpses the devil's rejects and three from hell the murderers are almost like the protagonists you're following them really. So if you were just to describe it with them, with the Firefly family as a protagonist, I say you're just following a family on Halloween when some intruders come by. (laughs) I don't know how to describe. It's four, there's four friends who uh, are on a, they're touring America, aren't they? And they're looking for uh, hotspots 
of all things weird and it's kind of on, and... on the road isn't it it's like a road thing yeah going. Road all, the, all the all the kind of uh, tourist traps i think that they're yeah for is kind of the thing um and that's kind and of, they... that's sort of like it's a kind of little bit of the story but it's sort of a lot of it as well but not yeah so they stumble upon captain spaulding's gas station where he sells buckets of fried chicken and he's got a <laughs> museum of monsters and madmen around the back as well which is just perfect to just think yep i can imagine that's really that was really about yeah i can imagine somebody would combine those two things just to sell, yeah just to make money <laughs> and he like in, he entices them and tells them about a local legend which is dr satan and um gets them on his on his monsters and madmen ride tells them about the tales and then as they're planning to drive away they have some oh no they pick up sherry moon don't they that's right. The yeah. hitchhiker. He kind of, and... of Spalding tells them how to find where Doctor Satan is. Kind of leads mm-hmm. them there. Uh, mm-hmm. Says, "Yeah, he's, he's around there. Well, that's the area he worked in." Yeah. So drive that her. way. And then yeah, they... they pick her up and um, they drop her off at home. She introduces them to her lovely family, and then they have some car troubles and they end up staying the night. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, because um, it is only just one night, really, isn't it? Oh no, is it two? I think it's. I think it's. It's a couple night, of. I think it's the night before Halloween, so um, like mm-hmm. de- Devil's Night, as it's sometimes called. Um, yeah, and then Halloween itself, because you've got you've got quite a few scenes in the kind of daytime. But yeah, I it's I, I kind of see it as a film in three parts. Now, I I know I know it was filmed in two thousand um for universal uh rob mm-hmm. zombie was i think rob zombie was looking to he was doing like a, a a universal horror nights for halloween he was going to design that and they said while he was there he was like you know i've got an idea for a movie and he's like yep we'll take it whatever you want uh sure and and then they he filmed it did it made it showed it and they went we can absolutely not release this <laughs> yeah never, we can never release this so they kind of they what kind the of fuck was is like, this yeah are you are you meant <laughs> Um, so he was like, right. So he recut it several times and eventually said, nah, we're never releasing this. It will never get a rating. It will never pass the MPAA, I think they're called in America, the rating mm-hmm. system or board. Um, so it ended up uh, passing it over to Lionsgate. I'm not sure if they're yeah. a, a, an arm of Universal or just a separate. I think they're a separate entity. Um, but yeah. They ended up releasing it. But at this point, it's almost been chopped and chopped and chopped and chopped um he said he filmed two versions as well like a less gruesome version and a more gruesome version and they're kind of mm-hmm. have been into interchangeably cut and I, th- I think that's the the main issue i have with the film is it's not got a really strong through line it's it's in yeah. three parts for me it's the first part with spaulding uh and the, the mad men and then the next part is in the house the fire firefly house yeah and then the next bit is is finding discovering dr satan i think those are the the clear kind of yeah. three sections and i yeah. i don't think the connective tissue is necessarily there all the way mm. through um mm. again i really enjoyed it i love a lot of the stuff i love the performances um the again another issue i had is like you said the the villains are the protagonists but but I think the issue I had with them is that they're full tilt crazy straight away. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no build up. It's like, I'm crazy. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> it's just absolute mental. Um, so I, th- I felt that like maybe we could have built to the madness a bit. Um, yeah, also, like, are they just a bit weird at first? Yeah, yeah like, I, I think you get that a little bit with Spalding, but I don't think you get that yeah. with the others. I think it's just like, we're crazy. And maybe a bit with, yeah. kind of, uh, was it Baby Firefly? I think you get a little bit of that, but mm. I think everyone else is just like, I'm mad, I'm mad. 
tired. You know, yeah. kind of thing. I think um, that's a, that's the problem when something's over edited. That's you can kind of lose that through line, like you were saying. Um, so maybe that was down to that. I didn't yeah, realize I it was so. chopped and changed so off uh, so much. So potentially, mm. yeah, that's where it got lost a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, again, I think it's. I think that. Um, I think that opening's really good with Spalding and the robbery. I love that. I absolutely. Yeah. That. I think that's great. And he's like, well, "Fuck your mom and fuck her too, yeah. your grandma." <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff is is yeah. fantastic. It's great tension. Yeah. It's great, like ah, it's mad, and you're like, "Oh my god!" It's, you know. But I feel, in a way, um, you know, kind of. Because I've seen kind of posters, I've not seen the sequels, but I've seen posters and various mm-hmm. like images, trailers, and mm-hmm. what have you. So I'm, I'm aware that Spalding is part of that kind of clan, the Firefly, or involved with the Firefly mm. clan. Oh, uh, yeah, you wouldn't get that if you just... Exactly, if I just yeah, watched it. Yeah, only seen the first maybe. one. But also, I kind of felt like if you'd had that scene maybe later in the film, um, you might mm-hmm. have kind of not made that connection anyway because i think at the end i didn't find that kind of surprise that surprising if you know what i mean that's kind of surprise oh where he sat in the back of the car yeah yeah think, oh you think mm-hmm. she's safe she's with spalding and like and again i know he i know he's only killing guys that are trying to rob his store but it's still kind of like he's crazy and will shoot people yeah um, yeah so, yeah so i don't know if maybe that if that came maybe midway through the film or like just before the cops arrive at, at his his house maybe that would have worked better but again yeah I don't know. I don't know, but um, but I still I still enjoyed it, and yeah, but um, but also, you know, have you ever have you ever seen films that are like homages to things where yeah, they are such good homages, and and you appreciate them, but in the back of your mind, you kind of want to watch the film that they're like doing an homage of. Yeah, you know I, what mean? I mean, it's kind of like mm-hmm. so. Part of me was like, this is good. But I'd rather watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, part, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, it just makes me more really want to watch that other film. Yeah. Uh, uh, but again, like, it's really cool. I do. I liked uh, Karen Black was great in it. Uh, I didn't. I, yeah, she is. She was fantastic. Proper, proper crazy. I watched a trilogy of terror the other day. With, uh, like oh, nice. Classic kind of. Um, I think it was like a TV horror anthology. It's got the yeah. one, the little like uh, Zuni doll, the and it comes after. <gasps> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, that's that's fantastic. She plays like four roles in the whole the ho- in every story. She plays like different roles, but um, yeah, fantastic. Really, really good stuff. What do, what do you think of like the setting and all the kind of the, the horror trappings and the kind of the way the kind of set looks? I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I re- uh, I am a really big fan of all the locations. Really, I think they did a great job. I think it was all on it was all studio. Yeah, I think, Sets, it was, wasn't I think it was the universal backlot I think they used. Yeah. yeah. No, I like, I just, I don't know what it is. I think I've just got like, I just see it as like, a, it, I just really enjoy this movie. So it's, it's, there's a couple of things that I could definitely say like, oh, it could yeah. be better. But, um, do you, do you like the setting? Was it, do you think it looks good? Do you like all the kind of references to, to all the, the older horror films or the classic <laughs> horror films? Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think the, just the house itself, the Firefly family house it just seems like a maze of hell mm. really with the dolls hanging outside and the the girls the, te- the cheerleaders in oh, yeah. the shed out back and tiny's bedroom and you've got otis so you can picture like otis has got like the attic room and it's like i'm the oldest I'm, i want that room no i like it it's very old like texan outback real old house no i just think it's really cool yeah 
it does look like a set, but I kind of think that kind of adds to it. Like it's kind of, I can t- I can very much tell it's like a, it's like a set that's been you know decked out with all this stuff. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I quite, I quite like that kind of aesthetic to it. I do, I do like I do like in horror films where like they introduce new characters and you think oh mm. these, these are the guys that will save everybody this will they'll put everything right. Who did they, you think that was? The cops. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh no! It's horrible. The cops. Are, I and, the, and the dad as well. The, the dad. Oh is, um, no! Yeah, the dad is played by. Have you seen? Have you seen Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, he's you know yeah, the yeah. you know the old guy who starts off the film. He's walking in the graveyard. Yeah. That's that's that same actor. So um, oh no way. So at the end of Saving Private Ryan, you realise it. He, you think he's playing Tom Hanks in the film, but in yeah, the end, he, he's actually playing Matt Damon. Um, oh he, nice. He's the, he's the same guy, and he wears the same outfit in the film. In oh really? House of One Thousand Corpses. Yeah, he wears. Oh, I didn't see outfit. that actually. I didn't yeah. notice that. I do like because um because obviously it's a bit it's quite an old film now, but I like mm-hmm. when I go back and watch it, um you spot different people. So like, um. There's an actor called Walton Goggins who I've yeah. watched recently in um, uh, The Righteous Gemstones. He plays uh, Baby Billy, I think they're called. I think he's called like the uncle. And he's just fantastic in that. And then when we were watching House of a Thousand Corpses recently, and I was like, oh my God, is that Baby Billy? And it was yeah. just, it's really cool to see. And you've also got, um, um, you've got Ray Wilson, who's yes. best known as Dwight in The Office. Yeah. And I think that was the first thing I saw him in, to be honest. It's the first thing I can think of off the top of my head that I saw him in. Uh, but yeah, he gets turned into fish boy. Ooh, <laughs> hey. so horrible. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't... It's like he's, he's like in a mermaid pose, like a sexy mermaid Yeah, pose. like leaning off to the side <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it's one of those films that you can laugh at as well. The thing is, like, we're going to go into more about like the writing and things like that, but I can just picture these people. Like, this is how the pe- this is how these people talk. Southern Every America. Life, yeah. Does, yeah, yeah. Like the jokes that they tell and the clothes they wear and and like, uh, do you know the bit where she goes to the where Sherry Moon and the other guy? I don't, I'm not quite sure of his name. The one with the long brown hair, not Otis Driftwood, the other, no. the biggest stocky guy. Yeah. So they go to um pick up some beer at Pussy Liquor, <laughs> and um yeah, just the guys like. Goober. What's the guy that's serving them? Yeah, Goober. Uh, and she says, yeah, we like to get fucked up and do fucked up shit. He's like, yeah, I like to get fucked up too. Like, I bet you You're do, the Goober. Only yeah. <laughs> the only one. Do you know what I mean? I can just picture these people. I think he, uh, my, I was told that apparently Rob Zombie was raised in like a carny environment yeah, like yeah. a bit of a and and you write about like what you know don't you and i can just imagine right. him sat there with the writers saying like oh this is what this person would be like i know this person i met this person kind of thing so you do just, or it's just like a, it's, feel it's, this it's, bit of authenticity from it yeah or it's a, like an exaggeration of someone he knew or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know over the top like i didn't know all these murderers but uh i did know yeah um but yeah I, th- I think it's really it's 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 really it's a really interesting film and it's again I think it did it did affect things it did change things um mm. whether you like it or not whether you have whatever your opinions are of Rob Zombie I know I know I've, I've seen his Halloween movies they're not for me mm. personally okay I, I mean like, the first one I like the second yeah. one I got a bit confused <laughs> well I was like, who's not- this lady you're not the only. Anyway, one. So, you're not the only one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not. They weren't for me. But that's again, they're for other people. You know, if you like it, you like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't. It didn't do very well 
when it was first released like in 2003 it wasn't very well received at all and mm. now it's almost like this cult phenomenon and yeah. the firefly family are really well established now in like the horror genre and within the horror community like huge i know so many cosplayers that will dress up like spalding or the three the three i saw so did, I see you rejects. And, did i see you and, and laurie do it a while back you dressed yeah up so i was baby his brother was otis and laurie was spalding Nice. And it was, it was, you know, we actually met um, Bill Mosley at For the Love of Horror last year. Oh, nice. Um, and he was great. Like, honestly, I didn't realise how old uh, Sid Haig was, 80 last year when he sadly passed away. And he passed yeah. away right before we were meant to meet him at this convention. Mm. Then I think Bill Mosley's only like 70. I mean, he looks fantastic. And mm. just the fact that he's able to still make these movies and portray Otis Driftwood. Yeah. Uh, with such vigor, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just fantastic. Um, I, re- I remember him in um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah, he's chopped up. Yeah, he plays a hitchhiker, the original hitchhiker, and he's like scratching it, scratching his metal plate in his head with the with the yeah. with the um, bloody wire hanger. He's just like yeah. You know, he was saying, um, he was talking about that. He was just saying that um, a lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Like he was just ad libbing. Like the yeah. director would just be like. Just say, just say whatever else. So it'd just be like uh, whacking someone over the head or something and just shouting like, incoming mail! And like, <laughs> just, just, just be screaming like all these different lines. It's it just that. great. I, I really loved in the film the like the 16 millimeter bits where I think they were filmed in Rob's yeah, basement. He didn't really use in the rest of the trilogy. Not that I can think of. Do you know where it kind of turns negative? Hmm. The quality drops. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the quality drops, it goes negative and it's like which is very interesting. But I think it's just it makes it look more independent, even though it was obviously shot on in a studio. Yeah. Uh it just gives it that kind of independent independent feel. And I feel like thirty one hmm. wasn't shot in a studio. That one was his independent yeah, yeah. like fully funded film, but looks like it was shot in a studio, yeah. if that makes sense. So it's almost like they've reversed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, completely opposite. It, it gives it the kind of much like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it gives it that snuff movie feel, like it's like yeah. it's real, like it could have happened. This was yeah. real on a, on a hand, you know, a found footage almost. Um, yeah, it could have happened. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, like, I would, I do try and encourage people to watch it just for the performances and the characters, and like you say, it is funny. It, there are some funny bits in it, and you can't help but root for them a little bit it's just bizarre it's really bizarre but the bit the bit with the when the cops arrive i mean that did break my heart a little bit when i first watched it i was like oh no (laughs) it's not gonna go well uh and the long drawn out shot baby billy from ratchet gemstone is just sat there waiting to see if he's gonna pull the trigger that is ace the only oh sorry no no no, i was gonna say that's one of my favorite sequences along with uh the break in at Captain Spaulding's at the start. Yeah. That for me, is like one of those... The slow-mo. I tell you what, look, we've not really talked about the... the la- we talked a little bit about, like... It's hard to it's hard to talk around the film because it's just very like Wah! you know it's a yeah. bad film but um, you know the 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 kids are, t- are tortured and and killed and then taken to to Doctor Satan. When, what did you think of the Doctor Satan section? So this bit still confuses me a little bit to this day. So so. Two of them, the dressed as rabbits, 
Mm. Well, three of them are dressed as rabbits. Rain Wilson turns into fish boy. Mm. The other three are dressed in rabbit costumes and taken to Dr. Satan's lair. One of them gets away, but then gets chased by Sharon Moon. Um, The other two, so they're lowered down in this huge coffin, down underground. And then the coffin's kind of like sat underground, but above like a body of water, isn't it? It's almost like a, it's not like a well, but maybe, yeah, is it a well? I guess kind of, yeah. um, Like a mausoleum or something? yeah, yeah, potentially actually, but this is this bit. I was a bit. I, I still get a bit confused to this day. So, out of the water pops zombie-looking people. No. Not quite sure who they are. It didn't feel right with me because it wasn't. It didn't feel like a supernatural film at all mm. from the beginning. And then you see these zombie kind of people pop out the water and take one of the people dressed as a rabbit. Um, and leaves the girl. I think oh, the girl managed to get yeah. away. So, and so I didn't. I still don't quite understand that bit. From what I understand, it's Doctor Satan was 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 a guy. Initially, apparently, he was going to be Hugo. You know, one of the fireflies, Hugo, that the old guy with the oh yeah, spit curl. He's like blah, 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 blah. yeah. Um, yeah. It was, apparently, it was originally going to be him, but Rob Zombie wanted a more kind of. He felt that that was a bit of a disappointment or a letdown, so he wanted an actual kind of Doctor Satan. So that's why you get the guy in the kind of with the exoskeleton metal frame thing. Yeah, uh, you yeah. Also, you also get that guy with the big tomato head, who is who is actually the the Daddy Firefly, isn't he? He's like the original Daddy Firefly because you see him in the flash. Yeah, when he so. burns his son. So, oh yeah. So apparently that's what they are. Those are the kind of experiments and stuff. It kind of comes a little bit out of nowhere, I think, like with the rest of the film. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's suddenly a bit supernatural. Mm. Like, have these people just been sat underwater this entire time? Where have they come from? Did have they, they been, like, have they been eaten? Have they been, you know... Yeah, have they had experiments on them? It's, yeah, a bit confusing. I don't know if maybe there was a, a scene... That explains that that was edited out potentially. Could be. I I, I did that, hear I did I did read in Argentina that there was a there was a, a like a, a an extended cut. So there was certain scenes that were taken out, removed, or what mm-hmm. have you. I think I think most people have the director's cut, but I think there was an extended cut. It's only been shown once. Ah, right. And that was a oh, wow. Argentinian Argentinian film festival. I think it was. I, oh, right. I don't know why it was particularly shown there, but who knows. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so that's that's kind of the film. Um, do you want do you want to talk about thirty one? Should we start? Yeah, with sure. Thirty one. Yeah. So so it's again very kind of similar premise. Um, you know, killers mm-hmm. getting hold of innocent people and trying to murder them. Basically, yeah. the premise. Um, you know, it's set on Halloween, set in the set. I think it's set the year before um, House of a Thousand Corpses. I think in the. Oh summer, right, okay. I believe there's, there's a bit in in thirty one that. When I saw it, I was like, oh, House of 1,000 Corpses. It's when the carnies actually get abducted by people pretending to be scarecrows, and that happens in yes. House of 1,000 Corpses when they're trying to get out and the gate's yeah. shut, and Rain Wilson gets I think it's Rain Wilson that gets out of the car at that point, and mm. you've got Otis and yeah, the other guy, the big guy, jumps down from yeah. the scarecrow post yeah, I didn't really and get them. So I did, I yeah, I spotted that. <laughs> More similarities, see? Loads of similarities. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. once we haven't even thought of i haven't thought of but yeah basically they get the ki- they get kidnapped and then they get put in this this kind of arena maze area yeah uh and they have to survive 12 hours and not not be killed basically uh um, yep. 
so it's on it's on Halloween. It's called the game is called Thirty One because it's mm-hmm. first, I guess. That's the connection. I thought that, yeah. Um, and it's run by these kind of very oddly. It's very it, in a way. It's quite opposite to to uh, House of a Thousand Cups because it's these quite yeah. characters, almost like Baroque figures. These English like oh hello, you know. It's Malcolm McDowell yeah. kind of being a, oh Malcolm McDowell, so good, yeah. I love, I love Michael McDowell and pretty much anything, to be honest. Yeah, like, you know same. you can get something out of him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of the game. And then there's lots of, they're all kind of named, like they've got, you've got like Doomhead and Deathhead. Sexhead. And sexhead, uh, you know, Psychohead and, you know, yeah. Schizohead. Yeah, um, so it's almost like there's like levels to it, isn't there? So they, they've got to survive 12 hours um, in this arena, but they'll be met with, psychopaths um who are trying to kill them so they start with it's almost like a level i i feel like they're leveling game, yeah. up yeah. yeah yeah it's like a video game no i did i did really enjoy this film and i went to see it at the uh i think it was premiered in manchester at grim fest i think it was Ooh. that was like at the the print works the you know with awesome. the and the print works um so that was really cool um but yeah no, I, I really enjoyed this movie again yeah, I, I, I do. I do think in regards to the last film, I think the 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 rules and the game and the through line much clearer. Like, yeah, I think straightforward, isn't it? It's very straightforward. Yeah, and I, I will. I will just just to quickly still talk about House of One Thousand Corpses. I will recommend you watch Devil's Rejects and Free from Hell because the Devil's Rejects. I think he really found like their story and his story and what he wanted to mm. say. Um, and I think that's probably the most uh, acclaimed of the yeah. three movies. I think I've, it's... I've, I've heard it's a, a vast improvement. Yeah, yeah. So not I like think... It was, not like it was terrible, but it, I've no. like a levels up. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so by the time he got to 31, which is like 13 years later, mm. I think he definitely got a lot better. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I bloody love richard brake in this um, <gasps> right yeah he yeah is, he's fantastic isn't he he's like he's kind of the lead villain he's kind of his doom head yeah and, and he has this amazing monologue at the start um just oh yeah in the movie and it's just like what it's pretty much all, almost all of it is just one single camera shot on him on yeah. his face and it in black and white black and white and it's absolutely yeah. terrifying it's one of the be- it's probably one of the best monologues i've seen done on yeah um i think he's a great actor um he was in uh, he was in batman begins he played uh, joe chill kills kills, yes. batman, kills batman's parents bang bang he's, he's in he's in a few rob zombie films i think rob zombie does like to use um like recast actors in different roles and um, so that's really cool like, that's that's the dream you want to get in with yeah. A director who will continue to use you in like, various projects. Yeah. But um yeah, so he was in Halloween I think he's in Halloween too. Yeah, isn't he in the ambulance? The... And he's making yeah. the awful jokes about yeah. like, shagging a dead body or something. Yeah. Um he's also for any Game of Thrones fans, he's the first Night King. So there was two Night Kings. Oh. Um and he was the first one, so he did the do the the scene where he makes all the bodies rise again nice. as Jon Snow is getting away, but yeah. So I I saw Richard Brake in that. I think I was just watching like behind the scenes of Game of Thrones or whatever. Um, and then when I saw he was in this, I was like, come on then, Night King, like, let's see what you're about. And he was absolutely fucking brilliant. He's so just amazing. Good. And like yeah. And I, I, I just, oh, just that monologue. Like I could, you know, I could, I could just watch that just 
non-stop. Yeah. Again, like a really strong opening uh, yeah. from a Rob Zombie film. It just gets mm-hmm. you into it. It's just like, you no, know, you know, he's like, yeah. he's like, I've got the grease paint on, but I'm not a clown. I do not, you know, want an amused, <laughs> I'm not trying to initiate an amused response, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's, br- it's so, so good. Um, yeah. And, and I, you know, you believe it. You're totally like, you're like, I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was that good. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. I, he's I, I don't gonna, know where we're I going, mean, but we're, I'm well in. <laughs> he's already had such like an amazing career. Like, it really oh, is so cool because he's worked in predominantly like the UK and America. Hmm. But I just feel like he's going to skyrocket. Hmm. He's just so talented. Like, how can he, yeah. It, just wait and say. Yeah, I'm I, th- sure. I think he's got. I'm sure he's got something like a. I mean, I, I, I think he's done a lot of kind of genre movie roles. But I think yeah. if you give him like a juicy, a really juicy dr- dramatic role, I could see him like a western. Yeah, I, th- I think. I think he'd do so so well. And he, again, he's got this look. Mm. He's got this kind of, you know, yeah. kind of skinny kind of. But he's kind of got almost like an Iggy Pop type physique. Yeah, um, yeah, he does actually. Kind of like mostly, but he's quite skinny at the same time. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I, as much as I enjoy the kind of really over the top kind of performances, I mean, there's a lot of over top performances in both films. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think for me, this is the most kind of like I, I more. I, I think there's there's something more believable about his madness and about his kind of gradual mm. kind of. There's a bit, and again, there's a build to it that we don't necessarily get in House of the yeah. Corpses. Bridget um, Break is actually so in the Devil's Rejects. It's uh, Otis, Captain Spaulding, and Baby, hmm. and then in Three from Hell, because unbeknownst to everyone, said so yeah. Hale goes really poorly he's only in it for a small amount of time Aww. um so the three i'm guessing well they basically bring richard break in as another yeah a member as like of the firefly family hmm. um so it's those three but it's so do you know what i mean like i'll just keep using the same actors but there's a reason they're all, yeah, they're all really good I, I think when you work with like you know we both we both worked with people you know mm-hmm. that we've worked with before i think you just you just trust people a bit more and you know what they'll yeah. deliver and i think yeah i think you'd rather do that than sometimes take a chance on somebody that might not mm. do what you need them to do necessarily yeah that is not necessarily up for doing certain things um mm-hmm. i think that's just that's just the acting world at large or any jobs i think in some in some yeah ways, any higher work for higher kind of jobs mm-hmm. um but yeah, I love I love the kind of the kind of um, like you said it was like a video it's a video game they're leveling up. Yeah, they level up. They have, they've got to fight the first boss and the second boss and the yeah. third boss, and they're all a little bit different. So you start off with the I think it's Sick Nazi. Head. Yeah, the dwarf, yeah. dwarf dressed like Hitler who speaks yeah. in Spanish. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> totally bizarre, <laughs> totally weird, um, but. You know, even you know, and and they were like, "Oh, you struggle to only kill this one guy," and the next one is like two guys with chainsaws and like. Mm. They've know. got my um my favorite joke actually. That don't is so bad, but it just makes me laugh. You get because oh, one of them's have I think Sherry Moon's having a nightmare, yeah, and the the t- uh, the chainsaw clowns are there, mm. and one of them says, "Um, what's the difference between a whore and an onion?" I cry when I cut onions. <laughs> oh, oh, God. oh, yeah, so terrible. But it just it makes me laugh. Um, but yes, yeah, so is it them two next? And then after the two twin clowns, yeah. then I think it's I can't remember the other. I remember Sex Head, but I can't remember the other one. The, the, the big, big guy that's guy with is. her. Can't Let's remember see his if name. Um, the Schizo Head, Psycho Head. Those are the clowns. Yeah, the clowns Sex Head, Death Head. Maybe it's Death Head. Yeah, it might be Death Head, I think. 
I mean, they're all pretty, all the names are fairly similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, she's, um, I, I like that actress that plays Sex Head because she's mm. mostly done um, voiceovers, cartoons. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. And she's in Friends. She plays, uh, do you know the, the, the other guitarist that steals Phoebe's song? Yeah, the, the, the former partner with the smelly yeah. cat, uses smelly cat. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, that's her. I, I think she's great as well, and yeah. I, I can't not hear a voice and think of Tommy Pickles from Regrets. Yes, that's that's her. And, yes, and um, and Buttercup from the Powerpuff Girls as well. I think those are a two yeah, kind it's of really most cool. famous she's roles. Powerpuff Girl. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, she's the she's like the t- Buttercup's like the tough one as well. So yeah, really cool. Um, but I, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh my god, she's in this because I saw her and I was like, I know who she is. Um, yeah. And even even when I see her in Friends, I can still hear like Tommy Pickles and yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the other characters come through because you just hear someone's voice and as good as the voices <laughs> to there are, a lot of the time you can just you can still hear it. Same vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's great in this, uh, and she like when her when her the uh, death head the, her fella gets killed, she's screaming, screaming. Yeah, she's, she's brilliant. brilliant. She's fantastic. Um, I yeah. really liked the the protagonists in this one. The group of mm. um, yeah, they are carnies, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they um, work, work for a carnival. I don't know if there's maybe yeah. like a, a prostitute angle as well or something because oh about, yeah. Like, Talking about, they've got like a song about like not wet ass pussy, but there's a song like yeah. kind of wet ass pussy, like keep it wet, keep it wet. Or yeah. Um, um, but but yeah, no, it was really cool like... to see like a group because usually it's five teenagers. They're probably all white, heterosexual, yeah. like do you know horny, what I mean? Very horny. Yeah, and with these guys, you just got like middle aged just group of friends it felt it felt like like a real group of friends and yeah that's it was just great to see the diversity there oh yeah yeah you've got like you got two black guys there was was there a spanish spanish guy as well or am i making that up no no i think he's um yeah yeah i can't can't, can't remember his name name, but they're all (laughs) all really good i think what what's great about this one is is zombie in less time establishes these people as real people um, yeah, and I didn't get that in House of Corpses with the okay. Like we said, you know, they they turn up, they're like, no, oh, we're we're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I get that they're kind of bickering and stuff, um, but mm. I, I I don't think the female characters had that much to do or or say, other than in like, which in one? House, House of One Thousand Corpses. Oh yeah, yeah. Other, other than maybe calling you know Sherry Moon Zombie a slut and stuff. I don't think there was that much they were they were doing. Yeah, yeah. They were both just. I don't know if that's. I don't know if he wanted to do that though, because yeah. this is the, because you usually if you 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 root for the people you like, and I didn't. I don't think they made. I don't think he made those four characters in the first film mm. that likable. So you kind of weren't bothered that they were getting slapped about a bit at first, and then it was like, oh no, actually this is pretty. <laughs> they don't deserve to die. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I think there are. I think if you're going to make them unlikable, make them really unlikable. Like, yeah, like yeah. If you go, go don't home, make it confusing. Don't like if you want me to to like make them really likable or make them just fucking awful, like one or the other. But if you're in the middle ground, I kind of not not really sure. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. think that that was my issue with with that. 
Um, mm-hmm. But like in the less time, like I said, in less time, he establishes mm-hmm. real real people with like songs. It's you know songs that they sing with each other. You know they mm-hmm. they have these relationships. They have the arguments. They have these stories. Mm-hmm. You know they're running in on History. people people having sex and you know putting a, <laughs> putting a you know a gorilla mask on things like that. It yeah. feels it feels more kind of there's you know it feels more lived in. I think the yeah. the universe and their and their world feels more lived in. So so when mm-hmm. we get to the peril and when we get to the danger, you are rooting for them you're not yeah. the villains you are rooted for them because you've got to know them and even yeah. when you're in there there's, there's some of them are like you know you know there's that scene where they're like i'm hungry you know we've passed this first level of the game they've, they've got some oh. food and they're like mm, i'm gonna eat. I'm, i need to fill my stomach nom, 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 nom. And like it could be poison it's like no no we've got to play the game there's like certain rules that we're playing by yeah and then it, they they kind of pull pull the cloth away and it's oh. their, they've been eating their dead friend <laughs> it's like mm. yeah um but yeah horrible but I, but I like I like games where um, the the place where they're doing it is called Murder World. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, I found that on the trivia. They call it Murder World. They don't, I don't think they named okay. the film, but apparently it's called Murder World. And actually, in in Marvel Comics, there's actually a, a place called Murder World, and it's kind of like a carnival, um, kind of arcade type kind of thing. And oh, that's interesting. And uh, and again, it's kind of a similar game system. There's like giant, like the X Men end up in like a giant pin- pinball machine that they have to escape, and you know, Spider Man, Captain Britain, and all that. There's a character called Arcade, who's kind of like almost like a Joker, Jester type character. Oh, um, cool. But yeah, he's, oh, I heard he's of that a, Yeah, it's quite a well-established kind of Marvel villain. He's not, he's not in any of the movies or anything, but he's, yeah, you know, he's a, kind of a big kind of deal. Um, he did like a kind of battle royale thing called, I think it's called Avengers Arena, and it was kind of killed off all the kind of a lot of the kind of lesser-known Avengers. They all got murdered one by one. So, oh my god, yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty cool little series that. Yeah, check, check that out if you're uh, if you're interested. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I think it's great. I like these kind of types of movies, the survival, you know, these yeah. deadly games kind of type movies. I think it's because you like to think that if you were in that, you'd get out. That, that yeah. you, I think. What would I do? You, How would I approach it? Yeah, yeah. You like to think you'd, you'd escape. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I should have guessed really that. Spoiler alert! But Go Sherry on. survives to the final girl. end because yeah, final girl, and it's his wife. So, uh, but she has to win. <laughs> yeah, I should have guessed, but I, I, yeah, she has to win. But I, I was, I was kind of rooting for. I like them all. I like them all. I liked, um, oh, what's the actress called now? Like the stunning eyes, Meg Foster. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's great. Uh, I was rooting for her. I was like, yes, because she's, mm. I, I'm not quite sure how old she is in the film. She's meant no. to be in the film. But, she's kind of like the matriarch, isn't she? She's kind of like the mothering yeah. figure, and 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 like even when they're left alone, she's like, "You've you've let her go off on her own. What are you doing? You're an idiot. Don't let me sleep. Yeah. You need to rest. No, don't let me sleep." Um, yeah, and, and all this other sort of stuff happens, and but she's yeah, like, "Yeah, she's she's full on like she's the other like." You know, she if if you know Sherry Moon wasn't in this, I you know she would definitely be the final. Yeah. Girl if there was going yeah. to be the final girl, so but yeah, I think I think it's great. I think you've got a great great bunch of villains, like really funny, weird. I mean, you don't you probably mm-hmm. don't get as much time as you do in House of One Thousand Corpses with them. No. But I think I enjoy I enjoyed I enjoyed them while what you saw what I saw yeah. them 
was kind of yeah. enough. I did. They never. None of them outstayed their welcome. And the one I wanted yeah. to stay, stay the most was Richard Brake as Doomhead. Yeah. And and I'm glad I got all of the Richard because I was like, you know, I I didn't know how much we get of him in the film, but like the last mm-hmm. I think the last 10, 20 minutes is all him. Yeah. Um. And he's just he's just fantastic. And I, I would. He really is. I I'd, I'd I'd purely like if I've got to tell anybody to watch the film for it, it's it's this this actor just watch it for him. Um, yeah. I I I really enjoyed this. I again enjoyed House of a Thousand Corpses. It's going to make the comparison very difficult. With I like this the realism you get in these films as well because sometimes when you're watching like a horror movie, say like one of the villains in Thirty One would have like super like if Richard Brake if they'd given him like super strength like he was able to like lift yeah like one of the big guys up or something like that. I, I just think it'd be. Like oh come on, but I think there's a nice balance of like realism and hmm. actual like ability or capability of what what the what a human would hmm. be able to do to another human, and that's terrifying. Yeah. But then also like he's not he's not carrying around like a massive axe or a sword. No, he's no. He's just got these little kind of you know flick knives. Switch, yeah. Switch what are they called? Are they called switch blades. I think switch blades. No, I don't. I'm, I'm <laughs> making stuff up now. I'm making it up as a game. Um, but yeah, those kind of the, you press the button and it releases the the knife yes. kind of thing. And and mm. and I think for him and his like physique, you know, he's quick, he's lithe, he's he's deadly. You know, he doesn't need like a big scary weapon like a machete. Or yeah, something. he just needs to be like la 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 and just you know, <laughs> and just kind of get at you. And uh, but yeah, I just you know that's enough for me. Those kind of two, and I, I love mm-hmm. that he. Again, there's a lot of this kind of like a lot of like horror movies are like we like to play the game, we you know play with our food type thing. Um, mm. But I quite enjoyed him doing it. Like it, it sometimes yeah. is a bit of a cliche um, yeah. that comes across. But but yeah, it's it's yeah. I I just I, I enjoyed the way he does it and the performance. Like I'm buying it. I'm like yeah, I'll take that. Give me more of this. Yeah. Just I really like the. Um... The soundtrack in this movie as well, in 31. Yes. There's some great songs utilised in it. It's got a good theme to it as well, I think, as well. This kind of yeah. good, When they do use a theme, it is good. Um, again, I think that's one of the things with, with House of a Thousand Corpses. It was more, I felt with that film, it was like, right, play a Rob Zombie song. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. play, a, play yeah. another Rob Zombie song. You know? <laughs> One yeah. buy it. Uh, kind of. Sometimes <laughs> I, f- I felt like it didn't necessarily always suit what was what was going on. Yeah. In the um, but that big slow motion sequence. I think the song in that is like "I Remember You" or something. That big slow motion. Yeah. Sequence and that just that works perfectly. But I think there was there was occasions where I'm like, um, you know, because because this kind of music wouldn't really be played in the 70s. So it's like, Tarant- well, yeah, it's like Tarantino. He never plays movies that are like set in that pe- uh, songs that are set in that period. He always plays yeah. like some 70s funk or something, you know, yeah, that you wouldn't necessarily listen to in that era. Like I think loads of like in the um, Inglorious Bastards, there's loads of kind of music like that. Which or yeah. J- Django, for example, there's loads of oh, music God, yeah. that you would never hear at that. <laughs> in that period um yeah but it but it works he picks the right kind of songs and stuff um mm-hmm. but i think i think he kind of was probably like i've got the rights to this i own it just slap it in um yeah but it's 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 one of those um i think i think the the it's kind of it's it's interesting that that with you get less kind of detail about the char- the villains in 31 but you get more kind of more from the the victims and then in 
in House of One Thousand Corpses, it's the opposite. You're getting more from the villains, more information that's what, about the backstory. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I don't know if he was intentionally trying to make them protagonists, but I mean, definitely by the Devil's Rejects, you you're 100 rooting for them, and you you want them to escape at the end. Um, but in I think because of the in, it's like an introduction to them in House of One Thousand Corpses. Mm. Again, this could have been a problem in the edit. This could yeah. have been we could have had we could have got to know the the four young people a bit better than it Absolutely. It got chopped or, do you know, it, I, I don't know if it just got a little bit confused and, and they accidentally made them, made the killers the protagonists. <laughs> and they <laughs> were meant, do you know, <laughs> yeah, like they were, it was meant to be like Texas Chainsaw, where you're rooting for the travellers. Yeah. They're, they're not travellers at all, but they're travelling somewhere. So. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're on the road. They're on the road. Yeah, roadies. Um, they're roadies. Um, but yeah, it's... it's they're, they're both very interesting films. I did. I really enjoy watching them. I watched them like absolutely back to back. Like House of Thousand Corpses straight into this. I was like, no rest for the wicked. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna binge both of these. And mm-hmm. and again, like it's, it was a, it was a nice experience. It was a good experience. And and I think I will actually watch more Rob Zombie stuff because I am kind of interested. Yeah. To see, you know, like like there's Lords of Salem and. Um, I yeah, it's interesting. I. The first time I watched Lords of Salem, I was very confused. I don't know if I just drank a bit too much, but I just wasn't. Yeah, I I wasn't a big fan. And then I watched it again last Halloween, and I really enjoyed it. And it's got uh, Meg Foster in it again again from Mm Thirty One, and it's got Dee Wallace in it and Barbara Crampton. Oh yeah. So like we talked about them uh, last year, didn't we? We talked about all mm them. Um, yeah, so oh, Dee Wallace is in, and she's unrecognisable. She's in Three from Hell. I, I didn't even see it was her until the you know the credits roll at the end, and it, it said Dee Wallace, and I was like, when, what, <laughs> who, where's she? <laughs> but um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely encourage you to watch um, Devil's Rejects, Three from Absolutely. Hell, Lord of Salem. Mm. You've seen the Halloweens. I've seen the Halloweens. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. That's most of them. Yeah, <laughs> don't, have watch, don't have to watch the rest. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm definitely going to give them, give them a go. I want to finish off the trilogy definitely, and and see what Lord of Salem is about. I feel like that's quite different to what he usually does. Um, oh yeah, it is. It's more like witchy, witchy which is cool, supernaturally. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give, I'll definitely give that, give that a go. Um, I tell you what, shall we, shall we begin the comparison? Yeah, go on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just go for it. Okay, <laughs> so we always do it by five different categories. We always compare them. Um, so first off, it's writing, then acting, then music, then cinematography, and then finally direction. Um, so writing-wise, um, between the two films, House of 1000 Corpses versus 31, which do you think has the better writing? Again, it's the same. It's the same person doing both, but <sighs> what do we think? Um, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 like I've I've not I've not set any of my answers down because I'm like I, I like okay. I like to discuss I like to discuss it with the people I'm I'm because sometimes they can change my mind when I'm discussing it with people. So yeah, so I'd have to say, although I love the joke and Richard Brake's mm. lines I do mm. I would have to give the writing to House of a Thousand Corpses just purely just it, it's so quotable it's so quotable and believable and I love Sid Haig's performance of Captain Spaulding and yeah 
I'm gonna to have to give it to House of a Thousand. I love, I love how I love how torn you are between the two films. I can hear it in your voice. You're like, it's hard. because <laughs> it's because it's Richard Bray. Yeah, yeah. Like these, these are these are always quite tough. Like I found that mm. the, the films I tend to choose, people are like, oh my god, but they're both good. They're both really yeah. good. Um, so yeah, I. I that, that was one of the things in, in House of 1000 Corpses I could have done with more Sig, Sid Haig as well. Um, I really like 31. Um, I think it's great. I think everything's everything's good, but the premise yeah. the premise is quite basic. I've seen it done before. Yeah, I, I, I actually think that I could write that movie to some to, or a version of that movie to some respect. Yeah. I could say right, these are some people. They're in this situation. They're being chased by all these crazy weirdos and they're going to mm-hmm. get killed within the, like it's it's a very kind of it's an it's a straightforward easy premise so i am also mm-hmm. going to give the writing to house of 1000 corpses because yeah. again we get to know the characters we have um, like you said really quotable funny dialogue um, as, yeah. good, as good as that that opening monologue with richard brake is in 31 yeah 1000 corpses it's just it's full of dialogue it's full of, you know and yeah again, again that could have been improvised but I, you know yeah I, I think the strength of those characters and and as weird as they get and like you know every, every scene there's something to get out of it and something to enjoy in the dialogue like you know yeah where babies you know torturing that guy and scalping him is like what's my who's my favorite actress Wrong! Ah! Yeah. You know, all that sort of stuff. I love, I love them when Otis, Germany comes dressed as a, with, a, with a dad's face on. Oh, and yeah. And they're like, who's your daddy? Uh, and he says, um, it's all, he takes it off and he looks at her and he says, it's all true. The boogeyman is real and you found him. Oh, like, oh yeah. my God. That, you're just shit right there, wouldn't you? You just have a massive yeah. shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, after, but yeah, after, and in Devil's Rejects. Your, after kissing your dad's severed face, I probably would. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, and, love and, that, I love that scene where he's um, where he's having like a political like diatribe with the cheerleaders. He's like, "You don't get it, yeah. man. You don't get yeah. it." Yeah. So that society has created me and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I love the when Sid when Captain Spaulding gets in the car after scaring that, getting that woman out of the car, and the little boy's like. Ugh! And he's like, what's the matter, kids? Don't you like clouds? Why? Aren't we fucking funny? <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's so quotable. Oh, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, the writing is like, it's, it's much more kind of fun and it's more dialogue heavy as well. Yeah. You get, you get more kind of bang for your book in terms of script and writing. Again, they could, like, there's, I'd say there's there's probably half as, as much dialogue in 31, so you're not really getting the richness that you want to get from a script. So, so yeah. yeah, I'll also give my point to uh to house of 1000 corpses so so that's two to two to zero two to nil Mm -hmm. um so next one so the next category was acting are you keeping score by the way i'll keep yeah i'll keep score so (laughs) (laughs) as best i can (laughs) so two for a two for 1000 corpses so far so so acting what has the better acting or the better acting performance in your opinion See, I really like Sherry Moon, but I do think she 100% progressed as an actor since the House of a Thousand Corpses. I think she's definitely got better. Honestly, just watch, I'm pushing you now, like, watch Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. And (laughs) you're seeing Three from Hell, just how much she's progressed and she's gotten a lot better. Hmm. Um, But you've got, oh, crap. So you've got Sid Haig, Bill Mosley. I'm still thinking, I'm trying to weigh them up. Karen Black. Karen Black. 
sadly yeah. a lot of people from House of One Thousand Cops have passed away now, actually. Yeah, but um, so. um, so I'm like tipping yeah. the scales. You've got, so you've, you've, got, got, you've got your Richard Brake, you've got your Sherry Moon, the much improved Sherry Moon for 31. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell, you've got all the different heads. Um, you've got all the, uh, Meg Foster, you've got all those kind of characters from 31. It, it's, mm-hmm. Again, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It, these choices are hard. Oh. They're, kind of, they're kind of meant to be. Um, but but there's got to be a winner. There has to be a winner. So we have to decide. Um, I... I it's, again, it's this is a tough one for me as well. I mm. think it's, it is it is hard. It is bloody hard. <laughs> it is bloody hard. Um, Part of me just wants to give it to House of One Thousand Corpses purely just because of Sid Haig. Yeah, like he is great. I just think it was. I just thought it was a genius. But um, I, oh, you know what? I'm going to give it House of One Thousand Corpses because I yeah. think you've got. You've got um, as as you know as full tilt crazy as they are, they're still like yeah. you say, like you said, they're very kind of believable. Well, yeah. while still being quite over the top, they're still like you can kind of still picture it. And I think Bill yeah. Mosley is great. I think I think you're right. I think Sherry Moon is very much like. Eh. Very She's much. just. I think. I think the problem. I think it was just a little bit one note. Yeah. That that's the only thing I'd, I'd say because like she's doing it. I can believe. Like I know what the character is, mm. but. She just had nowhere to go, really. It was just like yeah. at this level all it's the way like, through. Like full tilt crazy. We're not going down. We're not moving from from this. Yeah, it's just there. That's it. Yeah. Whereas, like in thirty one and three from hell, she's got a lot more of a journey. Yeah, and, yeah, you can see that. You know, yeah, I can definitely see between the two films as well. Like absolutely, hundred percent, she's more, much more believable as a as a character, yeah. as, a, as an actor and a performer. Um, mm. And that's again, that's probably just pr- down to practice and stuff. And yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, I think Sid Haig is great. I just wish I could, I could have just done with more Sid Haig. That was my only, my yeah. only issue. Um, you know, I again, I don't think the the victims are very good, but I'm going to give it with the Firefly, the Firefly family, and and uh, Captain Spaulding, and those kind. Of, the weirder characters are done better than the yeah. Right, I did. Characters. I think Rain Wilson was good as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, not, they're not awful, a, not awful. I yeah. just think I just needed a bit more kind of something from. Yeah, no, and, and, and again, and again, like we said, it's probably on the cutting room floor somewhere, most likely. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it House of One Thousand Cups. But again, yeah. that that opening monologue, Richard Brake, just just you stunning. Know, if you you know, yeah. if you if you don't want to watch the film, fine. Just go and just watch it. that. Watch that monologue, that opening monologue yeah. from from Richard Brake. Fantastic bit of bit of acting, bit of monologuing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'll I'll give it to a thousand corpses. You say you're giving it to a thousand corpses. House of a thousand yeah. corpses. So that's mm-hmm. that's four. So that's four points already. House of a thousand corpses. Thirty one. You got to pick it up. You got to pick up your game. <laughs> so let's have a look. What's the next category? So music. So score. Soundtrack. Okay. Things. What okay, this one I will give to Thirty One definitely. Um, just the yeah, just the soundtrack. Like they've got Leonard Skinner. They've got um, Sing Away Now, Sing for the Year. I can't remember what it's called now. The one at the end. Uh, oh, it's uh, it's Aerosmith. Dream on. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, of course, it's Steve Tyler. Yeah, yeah. And he starts screaming. Uh, to, be, to be fair, like it's the first recording they did of Dream On, it doesn't really sound. It, it doesn't have his Aerosmith, the recognizable Steven Tyler voice. So it's ah uh, right. Like the, it's it's he kind of like he was like oh I always held back and then later on I was like yeah you know yeah. Like, There's also a really good <clears throat> song called Walk Away by James Gang, um, in there which is really good. 
Um, and then it's they use it. They use the music very well, so like build suspense and build tension, the jump scares. So yeah, I think I'm going to give that to them. I have to. I have to totally agree with you. I think I said earlier, like about the, the kind of the music doesn't really fit necessarily in House mm-hmm. of Thousand Courses sometimes, mm-hmm. and it does feel like you're just going like, here's some of my music, here's you know this, here's that. But again, there are certain scenes like the I remember you slow motion bit, great that works. Mm-hmm. However, like everything you've just said, I just totally agree, hundred mm-hmm. uh, percent. Yes, yeah, so thirty one. So that's four to House House of One Thousand Corpses and two to thirty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So next one, it is cinematography. Cinemat- Interesting. So, so basically, the look of the film, or or how it's presented, or you know. Um, Do you know what I was saying before about House of One Thousand Corpses was the studio film, and Thirty One was the independent film. But it looks like the other way around. It looks like the first one was the independent movie, mm. and Thirty One was a studio film. Um, I mean, I guess it's just preference, really, like what you like. I think the the cinematography is lovely in thirty one, but the feel, but it works really well in House of One Thousand Corpses because it's yeah. a bit distorted and they keep going to these like negative images and yeah, yeah. so mm, yeah, it gives it that. I don't want to get. I don't want to get. Yeah, I don't want to get confused with the mm. direction and cinematography. Yeah, that's, that's cine- coming. That's, that, don't yeah. worry, direction's coming. But um, it's just—I think it's just—I always think of it just visually, like this visual style. I'd say, I'd say, go on then. Do you know what? I might have to give it to thirty-one yeah. then, just for the opening monologue mm. of Richard Brake, the yeah. standoff at the end. Oh yeah, that's good. I think I, I think some of the fights. Are the really bit good, with like the clowns. Source, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the bit with the clowns in their like horrible little dungeon bit. Yeah, um, even the bit with a uh, sick head when he's kind of like he's dragging his knives across the walls and it's dark. Yeah, there's some nice shots in there. Those isn't there? really dank, dirty toilets that they fight in as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So okay, so I'm gonna give it to 31 mm. as well. I've, um, yeah, I think I think there's part of me that 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 I'm watching House of One Thousand Corpses and I know it's a set. Like, I know it looks like yeah. a set. I feel like it's a set. They put all this great stuff, all these horror references all over the walls, all this stuff mm. collected, all the kind of lampshades made of skin and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but I can tell it's 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 on a set. It's it's almost like, you know, you know nowadays you can, when you can tell stuff's on a green screen, it's kind yeah. of like that. You can go, well, yeah. that's clearly, you're, that, you're clearly on a green screen. None of that is there. I can, I can just... Ah, uh, right. I think it's kind, no, of like, it's kind of like that feel. Um, yeah. So yeah, so okay, so that's that's four to House of One Thousand Corpses, yeah, and four to thirty one. So this is it. This is the decider. Uh-huh. So so it's all down to Rob Zombie's direction. How do we think this will play out? What do you What do you think? I mean, I mean obviously, obviously, it's the same guy. It's the same director. Um, but obviously, there's a a lot of time has passed between these two films. Yeah. Um, I know. I know for a fact he said that he's not. He, he doesn't like to look back on House of One Thousand Corpses because he can see the flaws, um, mm. and he wasn't happy with it. And obviously, there's a lot of kind of toing and froing with editing and various other problems. Um, you know, going between two different studios, that sort of thing. Um, but obviously, you know, much like Sherry Moon's performances, he's mm. obviously come on leaps and bounds. Yeah. But do you, does that do, do you think that shows? I mean. You? 
it'd be it'd be different if I was comparing. I think like House One Thousand Corpses to Three from Hell. Hmm. Do you know because it's the it's the trilogy. Yeah. Like, but because they're just they're just two completely ideas hmm. and completely different films. It's difficult because I. Because when I watch House of One Thousand Corpses, I can see exactly what he had in mind. I could see, I can, like, I know these people. I know he knows these people, and I can, I can see it all wrapped up. I'm like, yeah, I know what you're selling. I know, I know what you're trying to give to me here. Like the feel of it, the way it's color graded. Like, oh, but then for thirty one, like you say, it's very, it's very much more clean cut, straight through. But I, but I enjoy House of One Thousand Corpses more. So I think. Yeah, so I think it's going to have to be that one. That's what Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can't, I think there's a lot of enjoyment. I think there's a lot of enjoyment to get out of both films. I think that yeah, yeah. Neither, is, neither is a bad film. Like, I don't yeah. think either of these are bad. I think, for me, I think I see the holes more in 1,000 Corpses. Um, mm-hmm. Just... But again, I think again that's down to you know editing, being a new filmmaker, mm. you know trying out ideas. For that, for that to be like one of your funny first films as well, like yeah, like that's not I mean? that's it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. Like it's not a bad <laughs> kind of experience to watch it. I'm like I enjoyed it. You know, it's 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 not the again. I don't think it's the most polished film. Um, no, that he's done. Um, oh. Right. Oh, see these these are tough. This is <laughs> these are tough. They're, they're not easy to these decisions to make in in life in general. Uh, I you know what? I'm going to disagree with you, Rasheen. I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to 31. So uh, And why? And why? Because I again, I think he has improved. I yeah. think it looks better, it's sharper, it's it's got that strong through line. It's got um it's got more relatable characters mm-hmm. um, for the protagonists. I know. I know that obviously. I can't. I can only somewhat relate to the Firefly, Firefly family <laughs> on a, on some level. Um, you know, some days there are yeah. people I do want to. I feel like I do want to murder, so I can, yeah. I can. I can. You know, I can relate somewhat. But then other times I'm like, yeah, maybe not so much with the. You know, the skin, yeah. the skinning and the scalping and the yeah. turning people into fish. That's. I think it's more. I think it's like definitely a cult film, oh, isn't absolutely. it? And yeah. I think I th- unfortunately arguably... I'm part of that cult. So, yeah. <laughs> so like I, I will probably stand by it. Yeah, but, um, that's fine. You are entitled yeah. to your, your opinion, Roisin. <laughs> um, but I, I just think it's a polished film. I got more enjoyment out of it. Um, I think there was a lot more tension, like you were saying. The music yeah. brought up that tension. I was, mm-hmm. I was concerned for them. Like, like in House One Thousand Corpses, I was like. You, you're never getting out of this. You're definitely dead. Like there's no, yeah. there's no way. I kind of it was almost like a pre-gone conclusion. Uh, mm-hmm. I, just, I just knew that it just wasn't going to happen for them. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, with with the performance and the tension, right, even right up to the end, you know, I, I was kind of on the edge of my seat. There was some great mm-hmm. performances, um, and I, I think I think it's just I think in in a way it is unfair to compare them, but I think there are mm. quite a lot of similarities as well. So again, yeah. again, I understand. I think he. I think Rob Zombie has. You can see the the, the improvement. It's it's just yeah. It's gone up a level. Um, but again, I do. I appreciate that you like has one thousand corpses more. I can definitely see why you like has one thousand corpses more um, because it is just it's just batshit crazy oh, and mad. Anything, yeah. And, and again, it does. I love like for me, I'm all about cult films. You know, this podcast is yeah. all about cult films. Um, I think arguably they could both be quite cult. I think. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
arguably, but I think you're right. I think House of One Thousand Corpses definitely has more cult following. Um, yeah. you know, within within the genres and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to thirty one. So um, so so we have a tie. We're gonna we're just gonna have to fight. We're just gonna have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we're gonna we're gonna do run our own game of thirty one. I've got to try and kill you. Oh no! Escape. You've got twelve hours. Get running now. Um, <laughs> But now, I, 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 yeah. I, so we got one. We got a vote for one and a vote for another one. So it's just, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's happened before or not. I don't know if I've totally disagreed, oh. totally disagreed with somebody before. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I, have to, I have to go back and check. Um, well, just just watch um, watch Devil's Rejects. I will absolutely. And yeah. Three from Hell. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to finish the story. Let, I, I need the story. you. Yeah, I need you to let me know what you think. I, I might, I might put them on. T- I might edit this. I might put them on tonight and just see, see how we, how we get on. Um, there's a, there's a really gruesome bit in Devil's Rejects that makes that what makes me like every time I'm watching it, <laughs> like grimace because I just think, fucking hell, no, <laughs> no, thought oh, you were gonna be okay. That. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm 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 looking for. I am after watching these two films. You know, you know, people have opinions on Rob Zombie movies and Rob Zombie and his direction and his movies. Mm. But but I I honestly have enjoyed both of these movies. And uh, again, people are entitled to their opinion. But I, I've enjoyed these. Didn't necessarily enjoy his Halloween. But again, I, I with that I was doing a podcast for for um and now the Screaming Starts podcast. A friend of mine. Um, Dan, he uh, he, we basically went through all the Halloween films. I didn't watch all of them. I watched, I watched most of them. He's slowly releasing those. I think he's getting close to releasing all of them. We recorded them a couple of years ago now. Um, oh, amazing! But uh, he's slowly but surely kind of releasing those on his podcast. So keep an eye. Oh, that's out cool. For him. Oh. And, I will do. I'll and now to the screaming, uh, not and now the no, sorry, not now the screaming starts. That's the film. Now the podcast starts. Is the the podcast? Ah, right. Definitely, yeah. definitely, check, definitely check him out. It's got some really good kind of gothic horror, and um, it's got some really good um, co-hosts as well. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but they're really good. Um, really nice, really nice people, and it's all it's all kind of horror based as well, classic. And yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a great Suspiria podcast recently, which was really good. <gasps> Um, oh, the the classic one, not the funny. the newer one. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's I love I love that film so so good. Yeah, um, I was I was I recorded recently with him. Uh, we did talked about Lucio Fulci's The Black Cat, uh, which is like based oh, on the no Edgar Allan Poe film. It's all about a killer yeah. cat. So what are you gonna do? I've not seen that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on. Um, I think it's on Arrow. I think that's one of the channels. Or should oh, right, yeah, one of the channels you can buy on Amazon Prime. You can buy you know. Pay for the extra channel. Oh, I've got uh, Shudder. I'll have a look. Might be on Shudder. Might there. be on Shudder. I'm yeah. not sure. Um, but yeah, this has been great, Rasheen. I think we've uh, I think we've covered everything. Um, I'm yeah, really I'm really glad to me. have you uh, have you back for Shockphobia Fest. I'm sure I'll have you back again next year. Um, maybe we'll talk about something else. I'm sure if you have any yeah. ideas. Um, um, I did really I did really like. Uh, May, I think May you recommended last time. Uh, I watched that the other day and absolutely love that movie um, from 2002. Uh, yeah, absolutely great. Was it? I think the tagline was, um, "If you can't find a friend, make one." Which yeah, it's <laughs> it's heartbreaking, but it's it's good. It's a good like psychological. Yeah. So at the moment, we're doing thirty-one days Ooh. of horror for um, the countdown to Halloween. So last night we watched Beetlejuice. Nice. Um, not quite sure. To, oh, tonight is the Houses October built. Which Ooh, is a found, yeah, found footage. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that. But I'll let you know you, how so that you, one went. So, are you well. doing ones you've seen before and then new ones as well? Oh yeah, mixing it up a bit. Just all anything kind of like. I mean, 
maybe it'll just isn't set on Halloween, but it just feels like a Halloween movie. Yeah, of course. So, but then the rest are all kind of set around Halloween. Like we watched The Lady in White the other night. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's not aged very well. I'll be oh, honest. No. It's it's a bit racist. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I think, I think it's isn't it set? I think it's set in the sixties, isn't it, or something? I think it was made in the eighties, um, maybe. I can't remember. But yeah, I, yeah I, I've, I've like compiled that. like a I've compiled like a massive list because because mm-hmm. for the for this for this month for the Shock Phobia Fest and for Alternativity Stories, which is a Christmas one of alternate Christmas films. Yeah. I just compiled these massive lists. So um, so yeah, um, I try <laughs> I try and do ones that are set on Halloween if I can, uh, and yeah, ones definitely films that are set at. Christmas might not necessarily feel very Christmassy, but uh, yeah, but that's why they're a bit alternative. It just gives people a, a chance to watch something that is not, you know, not Home Alone, you know, National Lampoons, Christmas, yeah. you know, the same old <laughs> shit every year. Um, There's um, there was a really good film. I can't remember if it was Finnish. It's called Rare Exports. Oh, it's a Christmas yes, yes, film. I've, I've did that. It was my second episode, I think, on the podcast. Talked about yeah. Rare Exports. Love it. Love it. Yeah, love it was it. really cool. Really good. I loved Krampus as well, but I love Tony Collette, so I think I was going to love yeah. that one. Uh, <laughs> Does she, she play a slightly you know, mentally ill woman, by any chance? <laughs> Tony Collette. No, she's all right. She's all right in, um, in Krampus. Have you seen it? No, no. My friend got it for me, uh, la- uh, Dennis, oh. for me last Christmas, but I've not watched it yet, so I might watch it this Oh, time. yeah, watch that this year. Um, there's a brilliant bit where, because um, obviously Krampus is, yeah, yeah. Com- is coming instead of Santa Claus, mm. and uh, he's the bad guy, mm. and he's quite scary, actually. <laughs> but then there's a bit where you hear, like, jingling, and they're all stood in the house, so, like, yeah, and the grandma just goes, the elves. Like, <laughs> it? yeah. It's funny. It's a comedy horror, one hundred percent. Because it's got. If you look at the cast list, you're like, oh, you're you're known for Saturday Night Live. You're in every comedy yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. You're like. It's a good so cast. it's definitely comedy it's the, horror. It's the same yeah. guy. Um, we did. I did it last year for uh, for another Clone Balls. I did trick trick or treat. Um, <gasps> I love fantastic. I love it. I watched it the other day. Um, and it's it's so good. Same director as Krampus, in fact. So yes, makes a lot of sense. Have you have you um, seen uh, Tales of Halloween? It's an anthology movie. Well, that's that's what we compared last year. We compared um, Trick or Treat with Tales of Halloween. Right. Um, My favorite segment in Tales of Halloween is yeah. um, Sweet Tooth. The oh, the it, yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. One. I like yeah. I like the uh, the little alien one. Twinkle tweet. That one. Was really <laughs> yeah, that, yeah one. that was loads of fun. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, if I remember rightly, tr- trick or treat won the the clone balls. But again, yeah, yeah. both very enjoyable in their own right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There was yeah. There's always with these horror anthology. I love a good horror anthology anyway. Um, mm. I, th- I think that's the the strength and the weakness of our horror anthologies. There's always one that's not that good. Uh, yeah. There's always a couple where you're like, oh, that was a bit weak. Um, yeah. And I know, I know in Tales of Halloween, there's one where it's like, you know, if someone gets told a spooky story, she thinks she's been stalked home, and then the guy's there when she gets home. It was just very yeah. Like, Meh. The one I didn't like was the Hansel and Gretel one, just because I didn't understand. I I'm, I still don't yeah. understand what happened. But who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, right. Well, I think I think we have uh, our our sun has set on this uh, spooky day in October. Um, <laughs> Uh, would you like to tell people where they can find you on the social media medias? Yeah, you've got a new, so a new Instagram uh, group, I have, group, haven't you? Yeah, so I'm part of Fright Hub now, so mm. we're just 
basically trying to make some horror films and share spooky things and uh we've come up with a film that we're shooting on friday actually called bojo (laughs) it's about a killer clown yes but we've named him after our numpty of a prime minister um i see what you've done there i see what you've done political so i know it's really not it's just a name that popped into my head and i was like it's called bojo and i was like oh hang on a minute um so yeah fright hub uk is what we're known as and we um yeah so that's on instagram Mm -hmm. we do a bit of streaming as well uh on dead by daylight if anyone is into gaming nice is that like Um, you have a twitch channel or yeah i think so on youtube as well um and then my page is row.scream and it, this is just something new that I've been doing recently uh, just for, because of my love of horror movies and makeup, I've just been starting to do a few makeup looks basically. And they're, and, uh, it's they're bit... amazing. They're really, really good. I, I really oh, enjoy seeing you. them. And uh, um, I, always get, I always get a kick. I was like, I was like, what's it going to be today? What's she going to be? I don't know. But um, I, oh, I really, thank I really you. get a kick out of it. So I'll share. I'll yeah. make sure I, I link all those pages. Um, oh, thank can, you. Um, and, and make sure that everybody kind of visits those, likes them, like, share and subscribe, you know, support each of the guys. Um, yeah. It's really I handy. think because of the new Instagram algorithm, apparently, it's better to save and share. But okay. still like and comment, but yeah, saving yeah. and sharing, it shows it to more of your following and See, therefore okay. bizarre. Yeah, I'm having still... to learn about all this shit now. SEO, search engine, you know, optimization, all that sort of weird stuff. Yeah, I still don't really know how it works, but people seem people seem to find me. You know, you know, I get, yeah. I, get I get downloads from all over, like the Netherlands and Syria, and you know. You, oh really? You, you name it. That's um, amazing. Amazing, like it's amazing that I can reach so many people and so many people listen. I think it's incredible. I can you know touch so many people across the world, and they keep mm-hmm. coming back to to hear my annoying voice you know it's great um so i do i do thank i do appreciate wherever you're from keep listening keep you know keep commenting and downloading you know doing what you do um and i'll keep doing what i do as best i can um well that's uh, that's it for today uh, i've really enjoyed this Rasheen. thank you so much for your time today i know no i know uh, i know you're very very busy with everything you've got so much on you're uh, you no know, no it's fine you've got, you've, you've got your all your acting you've got all this fright hub stuff you got you know you've got all your um your tag meetings all that sort of stuff yeah uh, it's, it's incredible that you do as much as you do because you know I, I struggle to just do this and my regular job <laughs> let alone you know, anything else yeah. so, so you're a, you're a hard worker and i appreciate your your work ethic and thanks again and oh. i'll have you on again very soon um have a, have a think about what you want to do um yeah we'll get we'll get together and do something whatever you fancy it doesn't have to be horror related if you don't want we can do okay cool fancy. got lots of lots of uh, my my schedule is very open i did <laughs> i planned out the entire year and guess what happened a horrible virus <laughs> came along and ruined everything um, oh. so i had to just be like right i'm just gonna do random stuff so so yeah that. Let me know because I, I imagine, hopefully not, it won't be around this time next year. I hope, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, but we never know. We just have to kind of roll with the punches at the moment. But so my social media, you can find me on Facebook. It's at Secret Balls. Twitter, it's at Dan underscore Balls. Instagram, Spider-Dan Secret Balls, all one word. Podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and there are previews available on YouTube and lots of other places. Uh, if you'd like to donate towards the podcast, you can buy me a, co- a coffee at KO hyphen 
fi.com forward slash spider down the secret balls and when you interact with us don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle thank you again roisin you have been incredible as per usual um thank you dan i, I will let you get back to your firefly fun house um, <laughs> you can do all, all your murderings and your killer clowns and all that stuff um, amazing thank you so much my pleasure take care roisin bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.